What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pedro and Hannibal podcast. We are CP time, as Kuala said. <laughs> made us laugh in the, as we started this thing. Welcome. Uh, I feel like it's been a minute since we've right? done this podcast, right? I mean, it feels longer than it, I think it was Wednesday, but it feels longer, maybe because of the the holiday, Christmas, and all that. Maybe, oh yeah, know. it's been a very uh, busy. At least for me, I'm sure you've been busy too. Yeah. Well, most importantly, happy Kwanzaa, everybody. This is the first day of Kwanzaa now. Pedro really loves Kwanzaa. He's a big I fan. Do. He knows all the details about it. Facts. And he's going to explain it all right now. So tell us, Pedro, what, a, what do you know about Kwanzaa? Why is it so special? I know how to spell it. Um, <laughs> That's impressive. <if> you can. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Listen, for, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know right. anything about Kwanzaa besides that it's a African holiday. Right. It's, you know, there's holidays yeah. around the world. Like Japan has one. They call it something else. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the, the the Jewish people have Hanukkah. Yeah. Africans have Kwanzaa and uh, well, white Christians and uh, people have Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Christians, there are all types of, there's, you know, there's, you know, Christians all over the world. But, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Kwanzaa, at least a few Kwanzaa, minutes, Kwanzaa. Okay. because it's actually something that I did celebrate growing up a little bit. Uh, my father's a big nerd. Uh, it's it's very it's it's based in Pan Africanism, if that makes any sense. So it's it's not based in any religion. You don't have to worship anything. It's been it's, it was created by somebody, like a person, in 1960 something. So it's kind of like bringing some some ideals, some principles to I guess think about. Um, they do have some like a candle, and they have like. Uh, seven candles you light a candle every day kind of it, so it, it has some little little bit of like like they kind of jacked uh hanukkah a little bit hanukkah, with their candle yeah. Thing. Yeah. but they do every day means something there's there's a, a reason why they're even doing it so, so let me show you similarities real quick. to hanukkah then for sure yeah let me show you real quick just you know in case you guys may be interested in knowing it, it may i know it's not just all we just making fun um but i remember my father broke this down to me very young interesting um, yeah, so let me show you real quick. Um, let me see if I can make this a little bigger. Wait, it's funny. Okay, so I looked this up, right? Like Days of Kwanzaa and its meanings. Somehow on Google, they just started telling me dog breeds. It was like, what the <laughs> I saw bulldog. I was like, what? And it was like going on golden here? retriever. Like, listen, Google, get your shit together. <laughs> that, that was that was that was. Like, I, I don't know what that was about. That was a bad bug by Google. So let me. That's the wrong uh, link. Let me show you. Okay, right here. Bam. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. See, like they have the candle. You light the candle. Right, right, right. You know, every night, every day is like another principle. So it's seven principles to honor African heritage. So let me see. Let me go through the days. Let me find it. So today's the first day, and they're it's Swahili names. So it's kind of difficult sometimes to pronounce to pronounce it. Like the first one is just Emoja, right? Today is the first day, so it's unity. Unity. Nice. Yeah. Maintaining unity as a family, community, and a race of people. So, I mean, you could race kind of throw it in there, but you know, community. Um, the second day, this one's gonna be a little difficult. Pedro, can you pronounce this? Can you pronounce this? Let me see. Hold on. Cool. Cool. I can't even see. Hold up. Make it a little bigger for you. Okay. Cool. Oh man, I'm gonna butcher this, but I'm gonna try it. Like, go up a little bit. All right, yeah. I'm gonna give it my best go. Let me see. Kuji Charlie. Kuji Chagualia. Kuji. I'll call it Kuji. Kuji. Kuji Chagualia. How do you say that? Yeah, Coochie Jacqueline. Coochie Jacqueline. Okay. The only reason I remember that because my father would 
pronounce I it. I like that. It sounds good, though. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so Self, self-determination. Days. Yeah. So every day, there's something you can look at. And, and really, you're supposed to have, like, a conversation with your family about it. it it's kind of like bringing up really important stuff, like important ideas. Like, this, the third day is collective work and responsibility, building and maintaining a community. Um, the fourth day, cooperative economics, building and maintaining retail stores and other businesses. So, like... It's supposed to be something that you're supposed to celebrate and kind of come together, positive stuff. Yeah, it's centric on, you know, African people, but a lot of these principles, it don't matter who you are. You could practice. You, from, you yeah. can practice. Purpose. Yeah. Work collectively to build communities that will restore the greatness of African people, but you can put that in any people. Yeah. Everyone, right? Creativity. Uh, and then the last one is faith, belief in God, heritage. So I guess the fifth, I guess the last one is kind of based in religion, but Mm-hmm. Um, it's centered in that, and you know, I, I think it's it's pretty cool. I, I think it's a pretty cool uh, holiday. Um, you don't get any, you, you don't necessarily get any presents or anything. I don't think I remember. It was it's basically Christmas, and I remember what I what happened is I'm sitting there, and I just got my Christmas gift, gifts, mm-hmm. and my father was like, "All right, let's talk about the first day in Kwanzaa," and I'm like, "I don't want to. I'm, I'm playing <laughs> Super Nintendo over here, man. I just got the new game. Like I'm playing Street Fighter too. <laughs> I don't hear all this." But then you kind of so you kind of go through it as he kind of explained it. But then as you get older, as everything, you start to understand what's really important. But yeah. at the time, I was like, I want to play my game. I just got this game. I've been waiting all year for this. You want to mm-hmm. have lectures and conversations right now? This I'm on vacation, you know. But uh, but anyway. Well, how, how long just, did you guys do do that growing up? Was that something that was most just, of your childhood? Was, do you got does your father still talk and and do? Yeah, he, he texted me. Texted me this morning. Yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. So yeah, he it's very important for him. And that's cool. When you really look at the days and what they represent, it's it's, it's cool. I mean, yeah. you yeah. appreciate it as you get older, obviously, compared to when you're young and you're like, Man, I got my games, man. I got time for this. You know, like just being honest, yeah. this is how I felt. But for you sure, you definitely enjoy it now. And my son, again, he's playing games, so I didn't really bother him this year. But one of these days, I'm like, hey, sit down, put put the Xbox down. And he's like, yo, dad, I'm playing that. Come on. The fuck like don't curse at me and we're gonna break down <laughs> we're gonna break that down so. so so let me ask you a question have you you've brought that to 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 your generation your family like are you are you doing that with your son or not Not yet i guess okay. i probably okay. started i probably should have started but uh yeah. well I'll, you know what god damn it i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to him about it tomorrow why I mean, can't you yeah. Second, yeah. yeah he he has, a, he has a focus issue man he just really he be he in his world and then i gotta get his attention but yeah definitely He's a smart kid. I think he'll understand it. I just I remember when I was young, I didn't appreciate it. So I'm like, should I bother him with with this? But he should, probably should learn something. So I'm a, I'm gonna bother him tomorrow about it. Well, maybe you could uh, incorporate the those. It was a seven or eight. It was seven, seven. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can incorporate those into just a regular conversations. Maybe you know what I'm saying. To where yeah. then it, it's not like all right, I want to talk to you about this. You incorporate them in some convos, and then maybe towards the end or at some point you talk about how that fits into the quantum maybe i don't know maybe you know i think so the one of the things i i talk to him a lot about is accountability that's like a really one i stress because when you deal with people out in the world and you see how people react when mm-hmm. things go wrong they want to point fingers they want to say it's rigged they want to kind of back out of responsibility so that's one of the things i always stress him like when something goes wrong it's on you no matter what it is, especially something simple now. He's in he's in third grade, but like for last week, I think he 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 was a piece of paper, some kind of worksheet was missing. 
And I guess he thinks he either gave it to me or, or my wife. And he, he kind of told me, like, you lost it. And I was like, well, hold, hold on a second, son. I don't remember you giving me the paper. Oh, and you put it was, on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we almost fought, right? We about to get scrap. No scrap over here. I said, whose responsibility was this paper for? Like, who, you know, who had it? Who got it from the beginning? He was like, me. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, you have, you're responsible now for your work. You're responsible as a student. So those things, I definitely preach on them on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, you're, it's yeah. on you. And I feel like you give someone the freedom, at least for me, when I realize, oh, it's all on me. I feel better about it rather than me pointing fingers because you could do that forever and never be happy or successful because you always, you're always upset about, well, I didn't get a break because this didn't work out for me. And that's, it's just very yeah. victim um, blaming. So that's yeah. a big principle in this household. Like yeah. you, you are responsible for you. And I think that works well for at least in our industries, you know, not working a regular W2. When you yeah. know it's all on me, I feel better about it. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard to teach that to a, a kid, right? Growing up, right? Yeah. Because accountability is something it's when you make a mistake, even as men, we don't want to sometimes admit it, right? We want to pass the blame or make an excuse, but kids are like, they don't want to have that shame. They don't want to feel embarrassed. Yeah, they don't want to yeah, get yeah. in trouble, but um, good for you. Good on you for teach. It's, it's tough, man. It's yeah. hard to do that. You know, There's a lot of and conversations, a lot of <laughs> yeah. conversations. And a lot of times, I don't know if you feel like this, but I have felt like this, like as a father, you feel like maybe you're failing because they don't get it in the moment. Right. You're mm-hmm. trying to teach them something or ask them and they don't get it. And it could take you several conversations where you're talking about the same thing or something similar. But if you keep at it, eventually they're going to it'll stick. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's not hard. It's not it's not easy. It's hard. You know, it's a dad. One- one of the, you know, we all, you know, you talk about New Year's resolutions, like what you should improve on. And honestly, the one thing that I can think of is patience, more patience mm. with him when he doesn't get it. Like what you're saying, not to get too, not, not get too angry. Like God, it has to be even keel. Like he's going to struggle because we, as boys, we're going to struggle. It's not going to get into our brains as fast as, you know, we would like to. So that is something I'm going to work on. Like, I have to take a step back and, okay, be patient, um, talk to them. Don't, you know, sometimes we think that people doing things for like very, um, like, like being really, I guess, like nefarious reasons. When they could just be a boob and he's making a mistake, he's too busy thinking about other things. And it's not like he's being really, really a bad kid or anything. It's just, yeah. no, he just, he still needs patience. So I think that's one thing I'm going to work on my yeah. patience because I am a very impatient person. Me too, and man. Me too. It can affect negatively if you're you too on them too much because kids don't want to be. You know, I remember when I was a kid and I felt like sometimes I was, damn, can I do anything right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, damn, I'm, I'm fucking up. Yeah. I'm I'm pulling post on Michael Jordan numbers are fucking up. Like, damn, can yeah. I just get it right? So you don't yeah. want to do that because then they they'll retreat within themselves. They don't want to express themselves, and he doesn't do that. Like he's pretty confident i mean in fact i would never have told my father you messed up or you you've lost my paper yeah 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 wouldn't yeah. happen i wouldn't have been yeah. here yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? you know, it's, you know we, it's funny you mention it because like it makes me think like we have these kids nowadays right like we, we see like certain memes or we hear stories and we're like well back in the day i would never talk to my mom like that my mom you know what i'm saying like these kids nowadays say crazy things that their parents and like there, there's a lot of truth to that right it's but, for me. <laughs> yeah but, but you know what I, I you know i've been i've been thinking about it like are these kids, you know, are they being disrespectful or are they so confident or they just, you know, they're not like, like when I was a kid, well, my mom's and dad said pretty much went and I was yeah. 
troublemaker though. As soon as I got to like middle school, I was a little badass, right? But they still would try to discipline me. But like, I, I knew when not to talk back because that's my parents, and I knew I was going to get some some itch, something, something was going to happen. Right. But nowadays, kids, like I'm saying, like they're they're willing to talk back, they're willing to question everything. The millennials are questioning everything, whether it's at their job. But is that actually a strength? Because like they're not they're not going to be pushed around. Like, hey, I know you're my dad, Hannibal. You're my pops, but hey, like I'm gonna show you that maybe I'm not wrong, or maybe I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a, there's a level of confidence and strength that can come from that, versus just being like, okay, well, you're the boss, you're the parent. I have to listen to every single thing, right? Where when we were growing up, that was kind of how it was, and even the generation before us, it was definitely like that. You always listen to your boss, no matter what. the The customer's always right. Your mom and dad's always right. Right. And I don't know if that's really true anymore, right? I, As we I, learn more about ourselves and stuff, like I don't, you know, so I, I think there could be a little bit of strength in having our kids not be disrespectful, but like challenge us. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like a little bit. There's a line there, but I, I think it's it's neat that he can do that, though. You know what I'm saying? I think it's 100% important to be able to question authority. Yeah. So in my community, black community, you don't question your parents. You don't. Or you won't be around. It's it's just a lot of really authoritative a little bit. But also they love you and they're trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. But if you're unable to question authority, then when you get older, you're unable to question authority and other facets, either at work or in school. You're worried about not you're not stepping over that line because, you know, some some black parents are very heavy handed with punishment or don't talk back. Don't show emotion. Don't you cry now because I'll mm-hmm. give you something to cry about. Yeah. Not healthy ways of dealing with conflict because then when you go outside, when you get a little older, then you're dealing with conflict in that way, and it's not the most um healthy way of yeah, living. Good so point. good point. Um, yeah. you know, even physical stuff, and I, I you know, me and my wife, we don't hit um our son. Um, but sometimes some people say, Hey, that did help, <laughs> you know, like I got my ass kicked when I was young and I'm good. It yeah. did like, but then some it didn't help. And yeah. they, you could tell by either they've not went in the direction they should have went. So, yeah, it's a balance. I think you want your kids to question things, definitely. You want them to know they have a voice, right? Yeah. And I think having those conversations, and I can imagine you and your boy walk, you know, talk about certain things. He might get on your nerves. He's not listening. You know, my yeah. daughter's the same way. I got a 17-month-old. She runs around crazy. And she knows right from wrong at this point. But oh, she yeah, still definitely. don't want to, you know. So, but we have to take those time as parents to like sit them down, got to talk to them. They might not get it the first day. Yeah. They might not get the second conversation, but they're going to get it at some point. I think it's our role as parents to be consistent, be fair. You know what I'm saying? But let them know that hey, your voice is important. And just because I'm telling you something, it might not be right. Me and Hannibal and us parents out in the chat, like we're flawed people, right? We're going to make mistakes as parents. Right. So our kids got to understand it's got to be a back and forth in a, in a positive way. And that's the toughest thing about being a parent, in my opinion, is is, you know, having a good balance, having the tough conversations, you know, like and, and knowing that it's for a bigger result at the end so that they're good human beings as, as they enter the adulthood and they're good people. But right. when they're kids, it's tough to see that because you just want to you get annoyed, you get aggravated, you want to discipline and. It's tough, man. You get impatient. You you want to fix the problem. Yeah, right there, you want to man. fix it right away. But sometimes some problems aren't made, meant to be fixed that day. You know, there's a it's yeah. a bigger thing, right? It's more conversations or more whatever. So, um, 
That's it's funny. I think you said it was homework, right? He lost a paper or something like that. He lost a whole paper. And he was already trying yeah. to like blame me. And like, I gave yeah. it to you. I'm like, I don't remember you giving me the paper. Yeah. And if you did, it's your responsibility to still have the paper. You know, like yeah. I, I'm not in school. You're in school. Like your job is to be a student. Like I say, that's your job. That's your responsibility to be a student. You need uh-huh. to do, you know, do well, get good grades, make sure you you pass all your stuff. That's your responsibility. And he gets that too. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even say hi to anyone in the chat. You know, uh, appreciate you guys coming in and hanging out with us. Uh it's a little, it's not as cold as it was last two days for me. Like it, it I think the the crazy, like super frozen stuff is kind of passing us. I don't know, we'll see. Um, but it's interesting you're talking about parents and being right. I think it's important to understand that your parents are flawed and you should kind of learn that early on. I think that's a problem too with certain, uh, like having a heavy handed parent and you go through way far into your life to realize, Oh, my parents were just as flawed yeah. and kind of making a bunch of oh, dumb decisions. Right. For sure. And I feel like some cultures, they get it faster than others. And I don't want to go in a race thing, but I'm going to it. I feel like white people figure that out quicker. Because they be talking back to their parents and they know, like, yo, my parents is dumb. They don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> That's an ongoing joke. You see the memes where, like, the white kids, like, or the black kids going to his white friend's house and the white friend's like, I don't want to eat this shit. You making sandwiches? <laughs> and they, like, throw the plate and the black kids are sitting there like, you talk to your parents like that? Like, that's a, but you're right, though. That's, that's a bit extreme, <laughs> but kind of where they're able to communicate with their parents yes, yeah. in, a, in a more, and again, there's some extremes there, but. They kind of figured out, like, my father, what the fuck he's talking about? But yeah. us, it's like, nah, he knows he's like God to me. And then yeah. when they don't do it right, <laughs> right, things go wrong. You kind of later on, you're like, damn, they're just as flawed. And no, they didn't have all the answers. But I think yeah. the, the, the earlier you learn that, I think the better the relationship is. Because I tell my, there's times I apologize to my son. I say, hey, listen, I, I either yelled at you or I was a little bit too regret. Like, I was too frustrated. I tell him why I was frustrated. You know, we, we, oh, every time, we have that kind of issue. I will talk to him about it. It's not like we have a, a scream up screaming at him and then we talk nothing about it. It's yeah. always a conversation after the fact. If it, it may not be the first minute after, but it's always a conversation. So he not, he understands that. Um, I think I don't know if I told you this one time. I, I yelled at him. I apologize. He took it in. Well, because I drove him to, to school. I apologized for yelling at him. And then when my wife picked him up, he told him, this is maybe six. He's like, oh, my dad apologized to me. He said, sorry. Hmm. He the whole day at school, and that's the one thing he wanted to tell his mom. Mm. Those are important because that's, I feel like, mm. you know, if that didn't do that, and then there's some resentment or it's anger, so like those lines of communication need to be open. So, well, just the fact that you felt that you needed to do that, most parents won't. But you, yeah. you know, you probably that's probably a big moment for him to this point of his life, right? My dad is man enough to apologize to me that that meant something to him. And he remembered right. that. And he told his mom, and the hat's off to you, man. That's not, that's not an easy thing to do. And we've talked about this before breaking that like generational curse, as Kendrick Lamar calls it, you know, like yeah. figuring out like, Hey, I grew up and saw these and felt this kind of way, right. About how my dad or mom did things, right. Whether it's good or bad. Okay. Now I know what I want or not want to do as in, in, in my family. Right. And right. I know, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to apologize to my son. Like he needs to hear that. He needs to see that there's strength with, that a man can apologize. Right. So you're showing him that, you know, so and that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. But, you know, that, that's going to shape him, man. That's a big deal for him. Yeah, no, I, 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 you you know. really, I didn't realize that until it happened. But I, I remember my father, my father never apologized to me about 
anything. He kind of yeah. just be nice to you afterwards. Like, you know, and yeah. that's kind of the same thing for all the parents. Like, they do something wrong and they know they fucked up, but they're like, hey, you want to go? You want to get some meat? <laughs> you yeah. want to go to McDonald's? <laughs> hey, you want to go to McDonald's? Hey, you want to watch this movie? Like, but we didn't yeah. discuss what's going on, man. Like, you know, yeah. that, that's, yeah. but he's, you know, I took, I realized that just like all the parents, they, they did the best they could with what they had. Yeah. So, you know, there's no resentment there. Didn't, you know, there's no internet. You know, like, I think yeah. now it's even worse now. You're a bad parent. All this internet, all this information, like, what are you uh, doing? You, you be, yeah, <laughs> what you, are you doing? you're going to be put out there for sure. Yeah, but, like, you know, I think it's it's our dads are, you know, dads are dads. It's tough. And I think my dad was 19 when I was born or almost 20. So he was a, yeah. just barely an adult, right? And, uh, you know, you, you're learning as you go. I'm still learning. You know, I'm 41 years old. So, like. Yeah. It's a tough thing, but to, to, just to have our dads in our lives, I think we're really blessed in a lot of ways, even if it's not. He's great now. I mean, he's, yeah, you know, he's nice. texting you yeah. today about he's texting me, like, like, yeah, yeah he's that's now. Yeah, it's you know, a definitely, uh, uh, you know, like, yeah, you get old, you kind of, you kind of, I, I realized that, you know, um, get giggity said, I never got an apology for an ass whooping. Nope, I deserve <laughs> each and every one. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's crazy. Yeah, uh, Hector, what's up, Hector? I'm currently dealing with my parents right now. We have some serious family issues that's too dark for the show let's just say i'm looking to get adopted by anyone other than nova why are you throwing nova <laughs> he's got to throw nova in at the end <laughs> it's you know and you know i appreciate hector for sharing that um yeah. Yeah. it's difficult because some people are not ready for those conversations and i did when i was younger man i didn't want to deal with hard conversations i hated i would avoid any way not to talk about something serious because it maybe because all the feelings coming up, anxiety yeah. or whatever. But then as you get, I got older, I really appreciate a difficult conversation. And like I, I embrace it, but I, you know, I actually, you know what, I'll take it back. I, I embrace a difficult conversation when something's going wrong. Or I would like to talk about it now. And that was something that probably didn't happen. Uh, definitely in my twenties. Like it's mm. no, I'll, I'll do, I'll figure out anything else. Dude, I'll, work, same, I'll work longer. I would figure out any way not to have a difficult conversation. Yep. I'm the same. I've done, I've dealt with that in a very similar manner as you Hannibal. And like when I was younger, even into my little bit into my thirties. Um, but what I found is it gave me more anxiety. It gave me more things to worry about when yeah, I didn't, when yeah. I didn't face it head on. Right. So now having a difficult conversation, like it's not like it's fun, but I know that it's going to serve me better the next day or the next week. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I got it out. I had a tough conversation. I admitted something. I had a conversation with my spouse, my kid, my dad, somebody at work I had to pull in the office. You know, it it always ended up being better than not doing it because that anxiety and the, the unknown can be really bad. And something eventually will surface at some point. So I couldn't agree with you more on that. And I definitely struggled with that when I was younger, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, good, good comment with uh, Gig. Man, good luck with your situation, Hector. I Yeah. yeah. Prayers and yeah, hopefully it all works out. Um, you know, you know, I appreciate this conversation, Pedro. I didn't know it was gonna go this direction. Um uh, <laughs> Oh, you never know we're gonna get here. So yeah, we, yeah, this was good, not man. planned, guys. I no, we're no, supposed no. to talk about the NFL right now, but uh really good conversation. I think that's important. And maybe we could tie this in. Let me try let me try a, a transition here, like they make sense. So the NFL, right? The Broncos fired their I knew he was going to go there. I knew he was going there. <laughs> so do you think the owners, mm. the owners, I think uh, Walmart, 
they're Walmart owners. So they own. Uh, I'm not sure. Walmart. I know Walton, John John Elway's like the GM, right? Yeah, John Elway's like, like exactly. president GM. I don't know who the owners are. Yeah. But the owners, um, a few of them are basically, yeah, they they family of the Walmart empire, right? Did they were they too impatient? And firing a guy that didn't finish his first season. This is the shortest reign of any head coach, uh, first-time head coach in Broncos history. Do you think they pulled the trigger too quickly with that situation? Uh, I do not. Um, I think that clearly there were a lot of locker room issues. It boiled over into the sidelines. Um, The NFL is – the leash is very short, right? So, you know, Urban Meyer did some other things, but he also didn't have his locker room, got fired last year before the season ended. And he, he um, had cachet. Like, he came but he, yeah, he did. Like, he was, he did. Uh, but I think I think it was the right move. I think you have to cut your losses. You, man's still going to get paid at some point. There's some guaranteed money there, I'm sure. But when you lose a locker room, it, it, you're done. And he, he lost that locker room, I think. And I also think that um, if – the Broncos could go back in time and, and and before they signed Russell Wilson, they probably wouldn't because they gave him a lot of money. But in the NFL, it's the quarterback or the head coach. That's it. Yeah. Right. And no, have one, a, no one knew that Russell would regress this. Like, I, no. I, I, so you they had one of the two had to go. And I'm not I'm not surprised they did that. Um, yeah. It's a business move. They got to bring somebody else. And that guy, he, he was mismanaging timeouts. He was mismanaging the first game. Everything, field goals, this, that. So (laughs) he was over his head. And I think when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson, I I will say this. I think Russell Wilson is a leader. He's taking it on the chin. I saw some things yesterday, and he's still going to his guys on the bench. Like, come on, guys. Like, he's not somebody that's hiding in the corner. He's not a bad guy. You cannot say he's he's a good guy. He's just a corny cornball. That's it. He's a little corny. But But he's got leadership. He does have leadership qualities. And I think that – one of the two of them had to go. And I think that to be a rookie head coach, you got to have a different type of strong leadership or personalities. And Russell Wilson isn't that guy for all yeah. the things he does. Well, there's, he has some deficiencies. So I'm not surprised they let him go. They have a really talented locker room. They have a really good defense. Statistically, they're like top five, I think as far as points, points uh, allowed, but the offense has been putrid, like really bad. Right. And to play calling. What, what, what is his background? He's an offensive guy. Is it defense? You know what? I'm not sure. 100. I, I, I'm yeah. not really sure. I think he did some of the play calling. If, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If somebody in the chat knows different. Please uh, correct me. But he had to go. He was. It's, this has been a really, really bad season. Yeah, and so. you know, we, you know, Russell Wilson. Also, if he was playing better, he, you know, Nathaniel probably would have his job. But probably. Yeah. I've seen Russell Wilson win games with. With team on his back, man. Um, and, and this season is just so weird. And I think they thought we'll just put anyone as a head coach. We got Russell Wilson. He'll just figure it all out. No, he still needs a coach. He still needs yeah. something competent. You know, he had Pete Carroll on a great. You know, Pete Carroll's a great coach. Yeah, he is. Like you know, and I don't think you just put anyone in there. And I think that goes with a lot of quarterbacks. I feel like, you know, oh, but, oh, you got Tom Brady in there. He'll just figure it out. Yeah, maybe. But now I think Tom Brady has a coach that, like, is he really that? Does he have the kind of imagination that Andy Reid no, has? You know, no. like Todd Bowles is he's, a he's old a, school defensive guy. Defensive yeah. guy. So he's not gonna be able to be creative. He's not, you know, like how Shinahan, he's gonna fucking pull some guy to, you know, some plays out. Now Tom Brady is like, well, I was gonna figure this out and grind this out. That game was boring as hell. Uh, oh, yesterday, yesterday. 
And it, it didn't get good. They, they went into overtime. I was watching some of it. It got good towards like the like the fourth quarter, and the first three quarters were really bad. But the fourth quarter and overtime were decent. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I think I'm not surprised. The Broncos have made some mistakes. They'll be fine. They got a talented roster. Next year will probably be better. But they're in a tough division, and you know AFC's tough. So I I would think Russell Wilson's best football's behind him i don't think it's ahead of him but what what but is it is it a, a injury issue is it like what is it that he's not i don't know is his arm gone like or is just you know what I, this is what i think this is what i think you just mentioned pete carroll right yeah um geno smith had a good year you know the seahawks have regressed a little but you know the pete carroll is a leader of men you see him how he talks to his guys he motivates yeah. his team you know, he, Pete Carroll's been doing it ever since USC, right? And I think he coached like the Jets a long, long time ago or something like that. Anyway, yeah, I think he may have had some before. Yeah, Pete, yeah, or the Patriots or somewhere. Pete Carroll's a leader of men and he's got a lot of energy and like he knows how to get the best out of his group, right? And I think that when Russell Wilson was there, Russell Wilson didn't have to be that leader because they had Pete Carroll, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, you know, they had the booms. They had other really like, like strong individuals, right? Strong so personalities. Russell, strong personalities. Russell Wilson goes to Broncos. He's supposed to be that guy. And I think he's a leader in some ways, but not, you know, so I think that he had, I think Pete Carroll just was masked a lot of some of the, some of the deficiencies that Russell Wilson had. So he's, more, he's more like a leadership yeah. issue, not necessarily a schematic, but then it was some, like I said, there were, there were some issues some where he literally yeah. messed up. Like the very first game, you got Russell Wilson. Why? Why are you trying to kick yeah. a seventy-five-year right. uh, field goal? Okay, like right. why don't you just put him back in? He he would have made it. I Russell Wilson still confident. has talent. He's not, you know. I think he's had some injuries here now. He still has the talent. His arm's still good. I think he's, and I've said this before. I think he's not the kind of guy that's going to question. We're talking about kids questioning their parents. So I think Russell Wilson is a guy that comes in like, "Hey guys, I'm here. How's everybody doing? Everything's good. Let's Everything's ride. good." And he's just like, "Let's ride." He's doing high knees in the airplane. Like he's a guy that's just like, "I'm just like super positive all the time." Versus like being willing to have a tough conversation. Maybe Tom Brady was like, "No, we're not, we're not kicking this. Ex- like, exactly. I'm gonna punch you in the face." <laughs> so, so Russell Wilson throws a pass to somebody and they drop it. Or Russell Wilson misses a open guy. Like that's happened a lot this year. His receivers like, "What the hell, man?" And his receivers might be like, dude, I was open. Russell Wilson's like, it's okay, man. Just pray on it. It's fine. Everything's good. We're good, guys. Come on. Let's ride. Let's ride. Whereas Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts are going to be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I fucked up. My bad, guys. Ain't going to happen again. Or, hey, A.J. Brown, you dropped that ball, dude. Come on. We got to do better. Like, he's going to get in them. And guys, guys that are this talented NFL respect direct. Like, they want you to tell them how it is. And Russell Wilson's just like, let's ride. That's right. And it's like annoying. Right. <laughs> so I think Pete Carroll helped him a little bit in Seattle because Pete Carroll's a guy that's going to have a tough conversation, but he's going to build you up. The quarterback didn't have to do that as much then. Right. Yeah. And, and in Denver, he goes with a rookie coach and Russell Wilson ain't built like that. So I think they need a strong personality to come in. Experience. Everyone, everyone yeah. trying to find the next, you know, Sean McVay. They, they want the one, the younger, one, the yeah, kid. Those guys are rare. Those guys Just are rare. get an old school, you know, fat NFL coach that will tell how it like it is. It's not scared <laughs> of these Rex kids. Ryan. Rex Ryan's going to be in Oh, yeah. Rex Ryan. Yeah. Problem is, Russell Wilson's still by himself in offense, but yeah. You just said strong. I think strong uh, leadership is definitely it. 
um, yeah, let's let's ride. We you know one thing that's going to be riding is the Giants going to the playoffs. Looks like uh, it. Looks like it, isn't it? Looks like it. Looks like yeah, it. You know, um, if you had told me in the beginning of the year the Giants would have made the playoffs, I, I would not believe you. But it looks like it's going to happen. Now, how far they'll go, we'll see. They'll go as far as Daniel Jones will take. That, true. And the only way they don't make the playoffs is if they lose the next two and then a couple other teams win there, win out. You know, yeah. that's the only reason. But I, I don't. I think they really basically only got to win one out of the next two. Yeah. If they win the next two, they're pro- they're definitely in. So it'd be the Eagles, interesting. The Eagles are probably going to shut down anyway. So probably. So mm-hmm. so I think that uh, they're obviously not going to get a home game, right? No, they're going to have to go. They're going to have to go to Buccaneers or go to uh, Minnesota or whoever, right? Um, yeah. The, but we'll see. I mean, well, we'll playoffs, see. playoffs. Anything can happen. So. Yeah. I mean, they lost to three, and they actually put a decent effort. They didn't get blown out by the Vikings. Uh, they yeah. lost by three. At the uh, end. Field goal yeah, at the 60, end. 61 yard field goal. Crazy. All right. Maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I forgot, or maybe I don't remember. Did kickers hit 60? Yeah, um, field goal. Um, they have before. The it's more, it's the, the, the yeah, there, it's happened, but not as frequent. Right now, you know, like anything, fifty-five yard field goals are kind of like normal. Like you're gonna get, yeah, right, one a game. It seems like, but yeah, these guys have different legs. The juicing, what's going on? Like I remember knows, back in the '90s, yeah. fifty-five was like, hold, this is unnatural. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day, like if you kicked one from there, it's like that was a big deal. You had one or two a week in the whole NFL. Now it's like you've got ten a week of like yeah. fifty or more. You I was gonna hit you know? at least past fifty. I just, I was wondering that. I'm like, it was sixty-one, yeah. and it had air, and he like. The dudes, I'm like, what's going on? Over I think here, the bro? record's like 64 or something. I, at some point, somebody's going to kick a 70 yard field goal. 70. Is they're going to kick it from like the fifth, from the other, from mid, from basically, if you kick it from uh, the 50 yard line, that's like what, 67 yards? So somebody's going to kick one from that's crazy. Not even the, the half, the, 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 50 yard line it's going to be 70 yards. It's going to happen. Because, you know, at that point, do you need any more? Like, you always get three points. All right, we're done. All right, let's get this golden foot over here. And yeah, sweat, you know, right? It's still hard though because you, from that far, I feel like I don't know. It's you know you got like these Justin Tuckers and these guys with big legs. Yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, I, for me, kicking is weird. I, I you know it's a very weird thing. I I would almost like some rule changes at least like in overtime to where I don't know. I think kicking is just. It can be exciting, but like I'd rather see more actual plays. If you're asking oh, so you you on the you on the uh, Skip Bayless? Uh, I think they got to uh, do something. Yeah, if Skip Bayless basically, I think he said, get rid of all the kicking. I think everything, like forget all the kicking, get the kicking thing out. I you know special teams is is important, I, and yeah, there's times of like when you see a, a kicker miss multiple kicks, I'm like you're you're literally lo- you're yeah. losing his team. Yeah, but they get fired quickly. Their leash is very, very short. They don't have, you you know, you're not throwing no, like quarterback could throw three picks and still get to play next game. You miss chip shot, you're goals, done. You're, you're done. done. Like you're you're, you're done. out of a yeah. job. Like they're yeah. not keeping you. Um, so I think it kind of works itself out. But I'm saying that when you have a we have a good field goal kicker in your team, yeah, you want the field goals, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, but there's not there's only a five or six of those guys that are you know 95 percent or more. You know, there's not a lot of them. So um the kicking um, thing's just weird. Kick has a really good comment. If you remove all the kicks, you'll have to call it something else other than football. Well, you know, it's funny because there's you know that reminds me of giggity soccer and football. So in Europe they call it football 
and that makes sense because your foot touches the ball. Yeah, that's in I don't football, know in American football, our foot does it touches the ball, but not in you know like only, two, only the punter and the kicker. Only the it. punter and the kicker, and those guys are the most irrelevant guys on the team. They just are. I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm, so. Americans, man, that's just we, we just just take shit and take names. Yeah, we're gonna call it football. <laughs> Why though? Why? Yeah, you're catching it, you're running it, you're throwing it, you're kicking it. You are kicking it sometimes, but in European football, which we call soccer. You're kicking it all the time. You can't touch it with your hands unless you're it's the goalie. So literally football. Yeah. And we came in and just makes like whatever. It's, but it's football never- is the most, I mean, it's the second most popular sport in the world, right? The, the soccer, but so football, the European football, we call it soccer. That's the most popular sport in the world. Most people yeah. watch it. But in America, football is king. Like it's more popular than basketball, more popular than baseball. But it's interesting when they do the when they go across the seas. They got full out crowds. That like, could be just more like expect, like a spectacle. Like, hey, let's go see this weird sport. Like, I don't know yeah. if they'll ever catch on. They tried NFL Europe; it didn't last. But they do get, they do pull crowds in when they do bring um, NFL teams over here. So I don't yeah. know. I think this is like physical games, and then you see how big their um, drinks they get at the stadiums. Have you ever seen this? Oh like, yeah, like the know. big yards, like the big, like yeah, it's crazy. And it's probably like real cheap and. Uh, you're, you know, Europeans drink a little differently. Like they could take more alcohol. Like imagine if American uh, stadiums had like damn near a two liter beer to just hand you. Oh, yeah, yeah, we we could. I mean, we, we could have riots it. and fights in the stands. Yeah. It would be like there are big riot. Um, Hector, you ever, you ever been anywhere that you had one of those before? One of those yards or whatever? I think that's what they call them. Oh no, man. No, it's expensive. I when I go into Barclay Center and they want to give me a can of beer for $13. I, I'm like, what? What am I doing this for? I might as well just drink and get blitz before I get to this. Blitz at the end. <laughs> Drinks are so, and food, everything's so expensive again. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, is it's golf, golf a sport? I don't yes, think it I, is. <laughs> I, I think golf is a sport. I do. I do. Yeah. I think I think when you're leisurely playing on the weekends and you're like, you know, an old man or woman or, yeah. But I, I think uh, professionally, I think golf is a sport. Yeah, I think it's a very difficult sport at that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay, so I wanted to bring up some NBA talk because, listen, you guys may know who I, where I came from when I'm born and raised. Here we go. I was waiting for it. But this had nothing to do with that. Maybe it does. <laughs> so, you know, Brooklyn Nets are doing pretty well, right? They, they are finally on the roll. They're doing their thing. And there's one man... That's leading that team to success. And that man is Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant is my early MVP pick. And if they continue on this path, he should win MVP honors. Oh, wow. It'll be the he, second. He, so right now he's your MVP guy. Over yes. over Tatum? Over Tatum? Listen, you take Durant off that team, how many games are gonna win? Mm. Tatum, take, take Tatum off the team. There's still an okay team. They're not. They're not going to go to. They're not lottery if they. You take Kevin Durant and you just keep that silly ass Kyrie Irving in that team. <laughs> we we already see what Kyrie Irving has done when he leaves a team. They don't. Yeah. They don't do anything. Yeah. Kevin Durant is doing everything for that team to, to for them to have this level of success. Now I know you have you got the Joker is in in the mix. Um, Embiid is for destroying teams. Uh, yeah, the Knicks had, had that one. Yeah. But you take you take some of those other players out. Is a still a strong team. I mean, you look at the roster for the Nets. Who do they have? 
Well, they got your boy Kyrie. They got Simmons. They got uh, they still have Blake. No, Blake Griffin's. No, he's playing for the. Yeah, they don't have. I mean, they they don't have a a lot. But KD's had a good, a really strong, and defensively, his defensive metrics are actually they're his the field goal percentage he's holding his opponents is the best in the NBA right now. It's crazy, and uh, his offensive efficiency is number one. So he's had a great month. But Jason Tatum's been carrying the Celtics since day one. Yep. I believe they're still the number one seed in the East. Just had a nice game yesterday on Christmas, nationally televised game. They yep. put up 41 or 42. Um, but he balling. Uh, he's balling. Yeah. So, but, but KD's doing this thing. I mean, KD, and he's been doing this, though. So maybe that's why I feel like, eh, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised. It's Kevin Durant. He's been basically the second best player the last 10 years in the NBA behind yep. LeBron James, right? I think most people would agree with that. But I don't know. I think, you know, the Nets are the Nets. Something's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Kyrie's going to retweet some stupid. Something's going to happen. KD's going to say something or, uh, you know, because that's just what they've shown us, right? But do I want them to continue to be successful? Yeah, because the East is loaded. I mean, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers, I mean – yeah, they're they're loaded, right? I mean, you want to see those four teams. Miami's still always good. You want to see those teams. The Cavaliers are strong this year with the, the, um, with Mitchell. So the East is it's tough, and I want to see the Brooklyn Nets do well. It's good for basketball. The Knicks, the Knicks are, I think, are the sixth or seventh seed right now. Yeah, there was a, so, there was a lot of Knicks slurping yesterday, and that's why they lost. It was a little bit too much. Lost, like yeah. first of all, they're like they're riding this win. Like first of all, they've lost before they got to this point. They lost like two games. Yep. Way too much. They overdid it, and that's what happens when they overdid it. And they had a good game. I mean, Randall, I don't like Randall last year. He looked lost. He was frustrated. Uh, fans were booing him. He was obviously taking it personal. Yeah. Then he, now he has a, a a good point guard. Now, again, yesterday they were slurping the Knicks. Oh, I guess they didn't regret that hundred million dollar deal. Like, slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Like he's, he's yeah. a good player. I don't, again. Back in the day, at least for me, making that kind of money didn't mean you own, you did 20, 20 points a game. Yeah. Right? But now it is. Uh, it you is. can make $100 the million change, dollars a year. Man. The market change. I mean. By scoring 20 points a game. When you thought it should be like 25 or maybe, I don't know, maybe eight to nine uh, assists a game. Like you, yeah. but that's just what it is. So he's been, I mean, Brunson's been good. No, I can't say yeah, of course. He, he's been good. I, I like his game. He's tough. I mean, he's, he's good. But I mean, the Knicks won eight in a row. And then after yesterday, they've lost three in a row now, but still a good 11 game stretch. Eight and threes, any team will take that. But, you know, for me, once you get after the new year, once you get into January, the basketball starts becoming a little more serious. You're about half, you know, getting close to halfway there. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see how long the, the Nets and the Knicks, I mean, I want both of them to make the playoff. It's good for the NBA. Yeah. It is. There's a big, it's big markets, big stars. You want to see that, right? I don't want to see the Pacers in the playoffs. Like, who could care? You know, I, I um, want to see the big teams with the big names. Like, that's what I want to see at least. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, rest in peace uh, to the Lakers. That's they're they're, they're out. Done. Yeah, they're done. Man. So another weird uh, story that I was I heard. Uh, I think it was during the game yesterday. James Harden. Now this uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Road bomb. Just do some out like cavalier, like just talking like it was the regular thing. Yeah, so James Harden is thinking about going back to Houston, and then if, everyone that. in the panel were like, 
what the f <laughs> like no jenny rose was like like physically he had a physical reaction to the news and you know when Ro Woj says it, he he like pulled out his ass. No, he's got some credibility for sure. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. How? Harden is a different type of dude, right? Like, yeah. I I can't even. Exp I don't get it. Do you Harden's, get it? He's different. I, he had a good game yesterday. He's gonna have a good week in basketball. But I think Harden. I think we gotta remember James Harden was a former MVP of the league. He was putting up crazy numbers. It, it was like and Mike D'Antoni's offense with, yeah. with, with, with the Houston, he was putting up crazy numbers. And he facilitated the offense 100% when he was on the court. Right now, Joel Embiid's a better basketball player. He's yeah. a bigger personality. He's he's a better basketball he's, player. He's, he's just a taller yeah, physical. That's his like, team. That's his team. Yeah. I think James Joel Harden is so strong, man. I think he's cool with doing that and playing the second fiddle, but yeah, who wants to go back to Houston? He wants to go to strip clubs, he remembers. He wants to go hang out. I'm sure he misses home. That was his yeah. home. And I think it could be a nice little, you know. But Houston is a, is a young team. They're rebuilding. Yeah, they got And I think, with, yeah. I, I think I think I think the Jalen, I think Jalen, someone mentioned they have a lot of cap space. It's like they you're do. 34 years old and he still wants as much money as possible. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, you go to Houston, you're not winning a championship. No. You've pushed yourself out of these situations. I think he should have stayed with the Nets. He should have. I don't understand being with Kyrie was frustrating, but he could have just stayed because now I feel like that trade was a bit, bit of a wash. Mm. Harden is not as important as we thought. Like he, he no. you know, they changed rules a little bit. He's not getting to the uh, field goal, uh, to the field, uh, field goal to uh, the free throw line is as much as he used to. Ben Simmons is still Ben Simmons. So it was a wash, but yeah. he should have stayed with the Nets. And now he's like, well, I want to go back to Houston for what? Don't you have? I guess money is money, right? Like he wants a big contract, and I guess the Brooklyn, uh, the Houston Rockets is the one team that would do it. Why would they do it? Why would they give a lot of money to a thirty-four year old? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've the Houston Rockets had some relevancy when they had him and Chris Paul was there, and like they were in the playoffs and pushing the OKCs and playing all the, you know, getting the Western Conference Finals. They ain't doing that now. So if anything, you bring back James Harden. And people love James Harden in Houston. If he went back, they they would welcome him. He's a big yeah. draw, big ticket. Um, and they've got to be losing some kind of revenue on, you know, the Houston Rockets games used to be on Christmas. They're not on Christmas anymore, right? So you bring a James Harden back, it, it, it helps you push the needle a little bit. So uh, I think it, it could be for those reasons. And I think James Harden, we got to remember, these guys got egos, man. Like these, when you go from, scoring 35 a game and you're the MVP and now you're at, yeah, I'm going to score 20, 22 and I'm going to be the second fiddle. And not everybody's around my locker at the end of the game. They're talking to Joel Embiid because he's just a better player and a better personality, actually, I think. So he's, he embraces you know, the the public. Yeah, he does. And he's, you know, he's, he's MVP candidate. James Harden's not. James Harden's never going to be the MVP candidate again. So I think he just maybe wants to go back and remember the good times and, and end his career there. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Gig says Harden is the Kanye of the NBA. Oh, that's an insult to Kanye, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I guess what they, the, 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 I guess doing things that don't make a lot of sense. I mean, Harden, he plays, he shows up. Um, he's, he, he's a good facilitator of basketball. He, oh, for he's sure. His point guard. Yes. This has been crazy. Step back threes are not as probably as dropped as used to be. And he doesn't, again, he, a lot of a lot of success Harden had in Houston was his ability to get to the free throw line. They changed yep. a little bit of the rules there where he's just not getting those kind of calls anymore. 
Yep. Probably also physical, physically, 34 years old, play a lot of basketball. But yep. I heard that story. I just I didn't understand it. But Harden's a different dude, and he may want to go back and just be the main dude. I mean, was it Bradley Beal took a, a godly amount of money and fully understanding he's not stupid. They the Washington uh was it Wizards, Wizards now? Yeah. Wizards, yeah. Are not gonna ever go anywhere. No, he's like, F it. I want to just have so much money, I'll just deal with what's happening. I mean, I don't know yeah. what their record is. They may not be that bad, but actually they, they may be bad. I don't know. I'm gonna check the, the record for I don't need the Wizards are they're not in the playoffs. They're not gonna no. be in the playoffs, no. But he he signed that contract knowing that I'm I'll never really make it more than what it is. No, but in the NBA, you could get out of that contract. You could, you know, he might. I don't think he'll end his career with Washington. I could see him going somewhere else. I mean, he's still a really good player, and he can go somewhere else and later in his career and chase a ring and be the second or third option as far as scoring and maybe do something. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But yeah, uh, 13 and 21. Yeah, that's probably one of the, that's got to be one of the worst records in the NBA. Yeah, uh, he's down there with the Magic Hornets and the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit yeah. Pistons are god awful, god. And they they had promise, but I think one of their guys got hurt. Didn't Cunningham get hurt? They got a lot of young guys. Ivy, K. Cunningham, yeah, yeah. Young um, very young team. They had, but I think one, I think Cunningham got hurt. I think that hurt them a little bit. But yeah. Detroit's also another team that when, when, they're like the Houston and OKC. Like once you had these superstars and you get rid of them, and then you're trying to rebuild. I feel like those teams have just been rebuilding for six, seven, eight years. And they're they're just not relevant anymore because they don't have a superstar in the NBA. You got to have a superstar. And when you rebuild, and if you don't, if one of your draft picks doesn't hit, like right away, it's going to be tough, you know. So these yeah. the, in the NBA, man, there's like eight teams I think right now that could realistically like contend, but there's only four or five that are going to win a championship that you won't be surprised if they do it, you know. And and Detroit and Orlando and all these teams, even if this Victor kid. Women Baye or whatever his name is, even if he goes to let's say Orlando and they got all these young studs, they're still several years away from competing for a championship. Yeah, um, I mean, unless he just acts like Durant, which everyone is. It's interesting that we we are looking at Victor as if he is some special unicorn. Durant is a unicorn. Durant is the guy. I mean, we looked at Chris Chris Snaps, Virginia, whatever his name is. He he's played with the Wizards. He was supposed to be the savior of the Knicks. He sucks. Yep. Tall. But he can't stay on the he can't stay in the court. He actually is playing much better. Actually, I, I'll give him that. He's playing much better. But Durant is the unicorn. Durant is a man that can dribble like a point guard, shoot from thirty, can finish, dunk on people. Yeah, he'll play defense if he wants to. Like he can he can do it all. The only problem is he, he likes he likes playing around with his Twitter his Twitter machine. He does. Um, he does. Let me throw in. I think I saw the question with Hector. It said, "If is is NASCAR a sport?" Yeah. What you do you say? Think? You say driving is not a sport. I say it is not a sport. I, 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 racing is a sport. Racing yeah. is a sport. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, you you know, we look at different types of sports. What's more physical exertion or mental exertion? Get into a car going hundreds of miles an hour for hours is a very physically and mentally draining activity. Um, you can die too. Like, that's also a really strong. <laughs> you can, like, people have died racing. Yeah, definitely a sport. Now, is it? I mean, do I watch? I don't watch it. So for I me, I think you got to hit a ball and do something with your feet on the ground or something to for for it to be a sport, in yeah. my opinion. But I, you're right about the, dra- the the racing. There's a lot of physical, like it's physically not easy to do it. Yeah. But you're still driving a car. 
You still but it, is, it is dangerous, but just because it's dangerous to me doesn't mean it's a sport. Yeah. Happy Kwanzaa, Yos. What up, Yos? What only, it's only one happy Kwanzaa. Appreciate that, fellow black man. <laughs> Fist right here. Oh, look, look, Yos got it. He says, Ooh, my, he's, he, you know, See, he Yos, you missed the beginning, but we broke down. Hannibal, Hannibal yeah, we broke, broke down, down to all this. You know what? We got to talk later, Yos, man. Uh, yeah. All right. So being a, a fighter pilot, mm. going that, going all the speed, yeah. the, you have you can't be an unfit person to do it's that. Not, it's not a sport, thing. though. So flying a jet's not well, a sport. You're not going I mean, against somebody, right? You're, there's no ball involved. Where's the scoring? I don't life know. Life like, death. I mean, so it's driving, riding, a, getting on a uh, airplane and being a captain of an airplane. That's probably not easy to do. Is that a sport? Yeah. I mean, it's is getting is un, is docking a big boat a sport. That's not easy to do just because something's hard. doesn't mean it's a sport. You Fair know enough. That? But I think for racing is you get in a car, you win first place, you win. So it, it's, there's yeah. rules and all that thing. Yeah. All that type. I, I, I think what's, what's the fastest you ever drove a car? I was just about to ask you the same question. I've been 120, 125 in a car. What is wrong with you? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. No, but it was a fun time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been over 100 a couple of times, 125 or so. And it, it felt scary, but very exhilarating. Um, were you trying to impress Jake? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. 100%. <laughs> um, I remember the highway I was on. I was insane. I don't recommend this. This was like 2 in the morning. No, Nobody was nobody was on the road like and i was on the highway i was like ah, i feel comfortable let's see what this you know car can do and the car started kind of shaking a little bit at the yeah, end I was like, all right yeah, let's yeah. let's <laughs> <laughs> but see i don't consider that a sport i was just being stupid so. no you're you're crazy yeah no it's not yeah. a sport who are you racing uh i wasn't, I wasn't know, racing anybody yeah i wouldn't race anybody like that i was just you know with a really cool chick and we were just having fun so yeah. So look, look at me like look how cool i am we're going yeah. 120 i had like a i had a what was the car it was a lincoln something i don't know but she got up there 125 yeah yosas went 130 in a month you guys are absolutely insane that's awesome i wouldn't I do that I, again i would not do that right now let me just say that for clarity i would not yeah, drive I, I couldn't tell you I, most i went maybe 101 or like Two or something like that. Probably. That's still fast, though. You hitting a hundred. That's it's uh. It wasn't even in my car. It was in a my car was in a shop. I, they gave me a Nissan Altima. Now black people, we love the Nissan Altima. You flying <laughs> through that thing, and I was going fast, and I didn't even feel it. To a point, you look down, you're like, oh, because you know I'm on the highway, I'm on the highway, but I can see why people like the Maximas, like high performance vehicles, and you barely are touching the pedal. And you're flying. Now nah, I would not be going 120. Nah, that's that's kind of crazy. But um, yep, rental, right? Listen, you take your rentals, you buy yo F it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's push it. Yeah, Mustang, that must be of uh definitely uh exhilarating experience, but yeah, it's too scary right now. Uh the Ultima is the hood classic with the t- Ultima Maxima. How about the Maxima? Don't forget about the Maxima. But the Ma- yeah, well, that's a, that's a little bit more expensive, Pedro. Like we just oh, is it? oh, I don't know. I never had one. Yeah, of I think right? it's yeah. I think that Maxima is like a, a more expensive because like, it's, it's, it's like Corolla versus Camry, something like that. Yeah, like yeah, the, okay. You got yeah, what's it? The Civic, and then you got what's the Accord? The Accord is a little bit more Accord. expensive than yeah. the Civic. But I've seen some tricked out Civics, man. Uh, oh, the Civics are the cars that my buddy had a Civic, he would lights and the spoilers and like all the little like uh, that's your he people. would lower it yeah, he would, they would lower it 
yeah. the little rims on there, put the exhaust. Like I'm not into that kind of stuff like at all. But he I, I appreciate it. But yeah, I'm not into but I, I will look at him like that is a lot of care and well, but I'm like, I wouldn't do any of this. Um he said anyone Hector said anyone who owns an Ultima thinks they're a poor man. <laughs> Are <laughs> not we insulting each other? We all drive regular cars. No, no one's here in the listen, it, Nobody's in. No, no. I got a regular ass car. But I'll say in, in St. Louis and in Chicago, like the old Cutlasses, man. Those the Cutlass Supreme. Yeah. Like those are the cars that like all the hood guys wanted. That's what I remember. Or like the Jeeps. Like some of the Jeeps and stuff like that were really popular when I was growing up. Yeah. It, it, as long as listen. Now as you get older, you're like. How much gas does this take? And there's enough space because when we go to BJ's, when we go to you know Costco, can we fit like that? We become so you're not wrong. You're yeah, not wrong. Yeah. But your dad brains are like, is this? Well, safe? we're looking for practicality. We're looking. We need it to be practical, right? Because those are the things that are like our everyday things that we do, right? And when we're younger, you just want to feel like, oh, how do I look when I pull up to the light? How's my sound system? Do I got the right rims? Is my car clean? Because we think that's important. When you get old, it's like. How's the heat in this car work? Do I have Wi-Fi? Is there, you know, is there auxiliary? Do I have a, a charging system that's wireless? Like that's all the shit that I'm looking for when I get my next car. Yeah, because that's important at this point. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, 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 your, your your priorities change. So like, what is your dream car, man? Like, if you are you looking to buy a new car, what are you looking to get? I mean, my I know dream you- my dream car is a Jeep with a mercenary kit on it. A big Jeep, big tires. I like the Jeeps. That would be my car. I'm not like a, I wouldn't need like a fast, sporty car. I would give me that and then give me like a really nice Camry. I'm good. I don't need, I'm not a big car guy, but those kind of cars are, I like those. I'm not um, a car, I'm not a car guy either. So I couldn't yeah. even tell you to be honest. Um, the next car I get will be an SUV. Um, I know that, but they're super, right now is a bad time to buy an automobile and I don't need one. So I'm not going to buy one, but that the next car I get will probably be a bigger car. So. <laughs> Yo, so okay, are you a basic black man, yo? So you want a charger? He wants a charger and like all your gas money gone. You look, you look cool. You look badass. Listen, I, mean, I, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta drop a reference. And maybe Hannibal has seen this episode. Maybe some of y'all in the chat. So anybody here watched the show ATL Atl- Atlanta? Okay, yeah. with our man um, Gambino, yeah. right? Yeah. Donald Glover. Oh yeah. yeah. There's an episode. Where he does, where there's a guy riding around in like a charger or a challenger or whatever, and he looks real cool and he, he's got a backwards hat, but then like he gets out of the car and he's got like boxers on and like some raggedy shoes. He's like getting gas at the pump and he's like making sure nobody looks at him. But then when he gets back in the car, he's like cruising his city. He's like, I'm the man, you know, like if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just Google it or it's probably a little clip on it on YouTube. It's hilarious. So, yeah, I think. That's why there's so much money being pumped for promotions, commercials. Like mm-hmm. your car is supposed to represent you, and it's supposed to represent who kind of what kind of person you are. Like you, the sporty car for someone is, or the outdoors where it those. That's why they spend so much time and money to craft these commercials, these promotions to grab people to buy. Like you know, you get in this car, you're supposed to feel a certain way. And, and I don't know when you get a new car. I, I only, I only so far in my life I've had one new car. Um, the feeling leaves about two weeks. Like, just becomes a regular car. Like, I don't feel the same as I did before. Maybe because I maybe I would need a better car. Like, I, I would love a Tesla. I think Teslas are pretty cool. Yeah, I they think are cool. After yeah. a while, 
it just becomes my car. I don't think it, I'm going to have the same feeling um, the first week and I'm going to have the first year. Like after I'm like, oh, this is the same regular shit. But especially yeah. after the first scratch, the first bump, like, eh, whatever. Yep. It just becomes yep. a car. I think, you know, it, it's about, I think too many people put too much of their worth or their monetary, what they have into a car. And it's not a good investment unless you're like ultra rich and you're buying a car to flip it or something like that. Yeah. A car is like used to be run around and it depreciates as soon as you get it. So I never put a lot of value on having like a really nice car. I just wanted something that would get me around that was more reliable than anything. And maybe had a couple features that I liked, but like, to me, a car is a really bad investment for most of us regular people. That's how I look at a car. But unless you're making, unless you're, you do what we do a little bit, where you are making money from the vehicle by using sure. the vehicle. Sure. Um, but I have a question. Uh, well, Kuala, I have not ever test drove a Tesla, but I would like to get your input on this one, and Pedro as well. Do you think women find good looking cars like if, if a dude had a really nice looking mm. car? Does that help him attract women? Like, uh, in a real way? Because some women say they don't care. You know, the, the kind of cars I see women drive is a bunch of Nissan Rogues and very. <laughs> what? That's, that's so, you're, you're so specific, but right. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, but Nissan Rogue, I've uh, driven it very easy to drive. My sister had a Nissan Rogue. Race. Yeah, man. Shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a pretty good car. But yeah, yeah, yeah. very. You say you maybe for really solitarian kind of vehicles, not nothing too fancy about it. But do women really care about someone driving in a two seater for chargers looking? So let me let me answer that. But I think it's hilarious because Hannibal mentions Tesla and then the driven dad pops in the Tesla King. So I think that's hilarious (laughs) that we like (laughs) Tesla three times and poop the driven dad's in here. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. Well, let me answer your question. So I think a certain type of woman values that and like saying i think especially when you're younger like you know in your 20s or something like you want your man to have a certain car it's cool you're getting in the front seat and you know it's nice it's more comfortable let's not kid ourselves a a clean nice car is more comfortable to sit in for men and women than a dirty car or a raggedy car right but i think yeah a certain kind of woman does value cars Mm -hmm. more than others I think there are a lot of women that like cars, though, too. So maybe they want to date a guy that also has an interest in cars. So there's a commonality there. Um, but I think, you know, it depends on a woman, man. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, had a nice, a nice car. car. It's a nice car is a good bait. <laughs> well, it's going to get you. Listen, I th- I'll say this. I've seen like the little clips where like the gold digger clips where a guy pulls up. Hey, can I get your number? No, yeah, no, no. Oh, no, this is your F. This is your car. No, let me, you know, and most of them are staged. But. There's some truth to that, right? It's it's a status thing. If you see a young man and he's got a hundred thousand dollar car, he probably has money. Doesn't mean he does, but he probably does. So some women might like that. So I think initially, if you're da- for dating purposes, I think some women some women will value that. Yeah. But that's only gonna last a few weeks, maybe a month, right? You don't want to date somebody that only wants you for your ride anyway. That's not right. gonna really last. So, but I think there's some truth to it. Yeah, um, no matter get ecom, I'm saying having a car, just having a car, just having a car. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, just, are you are you taking care of yourself, or you can purchase a vehicle? And I, yeah. I understand it. Like, image is everything because I feel like even when you see someone with a really expensive car, they may be having all types of financial issues because, like oh, you sure. said, buying a car, yeah. a lot of us, it's, it's it's a not a good idea, right? Because once an accident happens, something you know, even the, how great your insurance. Not gonna cover everything, yeah. so it's it's a liability definitely. And 
you kind of don't want to spend too much money on your car. Yeah. Um, I, I would say this things. though. I think if you're, I think if you're a guy that has a car and we all have yeah. different levels of what we have and what's important to us, but even if you have a car, let's say you got a, Cor- a Corolla and it's like, a, 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 you know, those are nice, but let's say it's like a 2002 Corolla. So it's a little bit old, 20 years old, but it's a Corolla. It's still doing its thing. Right. Yeah. But if it's in really bad shape and the inside's dirty and you go pick up this girl for a date, that's not a good first impression, guys. Right. So usually you going on a date, whatever you got, make sure it's clean. It's vacuumed. You put an air freshener up. You wash it. You make it look the best that it can look. Because if you roll up. Yeah. Take pride on whatever you got. If you roll up and your car ain't right, that can. Some women will say, well, that might say a lot about how you take care of other things. Right. If you can't take care of your car, what's your bathroom look like? What's your house look like? Mm-hmm. What are your you know what I'm saying? What's your financial situation? So I don't necessarily throw any kind of shots or shade at women that want to date a guy based on if he has a nice car. But for me, it's like, well, what's nice? Is it just is it clean or is it like brand new? It, to yeah. me, it's like just keep it right. Keep it clean. You don't want to pick her up and it sound, the thing sounds like it's about to blow up. Like, that's not cool. That's probably not going to the date's probably not going to end well for you. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, gig says, uh, Pedro, a couple of weeks is all I need. Any longer than that, <laughs> she got to help with the rent. <laughs> well, hey, gig, that's your lifestyle, bro. I mean, you do you, man. He's literally, listen, he should make a show about this lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's take it, but Pedro was 100% correct. Take pride of what you have. Yeah, um, clean don't, it, yeah, don't go broke trying to get the latest and greatest right now. Car prices are. They've been going down a little bit, but they're still ridiculously expensive. Used car prices have been going up. Kind of just that's why I like I have a Jeep, uh Jeep Liberty. Uh it's a 2010. It has been giving me some issues, but as of late, nothing. But if if it the whole thing bursts into flames, I am not buying a new car. No. I'll figure what, what, what would you do? Well, I'm in New York City, so I want to get one of those uh e-scooters. Um okay. Hector kind of mentioned. Uh, Ultimate Flex is having an unlimited Metro card, um, but I don't want to go in the subway. They, 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 uh, the bums are down there. They beat you up. It's like zombies <laughs> the down there. It's scary. You don't want to like, slum it anymore. <laughs> you may go out. You may go in waiting for a train, and the bum may jump on you, bite you in the neck. You turn into one. Like so, I'm gonna probably get a scooter and zip around because a lot of my driving in my locations, it's a lot of it's very close. Like I don't pretty, drive. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. you know, and the uh, you know, old lady got the 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 sedan, if I guess if I needed to use one, I'm going to wait until things hit rock bottom and get a really nice vehicle with a good price, probably SUV. Yeah. Um, something that, you know, you know what, maybe I should get a Nissan Rogue. Nissan Rogue. Interesting. The nice color. Maybe get the rim so it look cool. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You putting, rim, you putting rims on a Nissan Rogue, Hannibal? I have not seen, I have not seen any tricked out Nissan Rogue. I've seen tricked Neither out everything. I was like, Jeep yeah. Cherokee's looking like, like, man, what is that? And he's like, is this a Cherokee? Like, but no, I haven't seen a tricked out Nissan. Maybe I will train, I will turn that around. That'd be, nice. that'd be wild. Put some Dayton's out, like the, 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 the rims or the tires that like pop out, you know, and there's the Nissan Rogue's lowered a little bit, you know, that'd be, that's yeah. pretty nice. A nice yeah. color, you know, you know what? <laughs> And and have good fuel economy and they have all the other stuff that's important. But also, you know, you still want to enjoy, you know, looking fresh, blasting some music. Um, speaking of music, we have a chance to talk about this, but we know we will do this on Wednesday because yeah, we need for to the do end of yes. the year. Album of the year. Yep. Album of the year. And the Grammys, we'll talk more about it. I won't I won't break it now down now, but I don't know what's going on over there. 
Did they send the the um artist of the year album? Did that stuff come out? I haven't seen it. We'll talk about it more, but I'm you know, I'll okay. I'll throw I'll throw that right now. So the, okay. they have the best rap album. This actually came out last month, actually. Oh, so he's the best rap album of the years. Five albums, and you know, when the Grammys come, the one of these um albums will win. So you got Push Your T is almost dry. Right? Not surprised. Okay. Not surprised. Um, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale not, and the Big Steppers. Yep. DJ Khaled, God did. <laughs> I like one song or two songs on an album, but that's not okay. Interesting. Next. <laughs> I never liked you from Future. <sighs> is this the BET Awards or the Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my kind of joke. Uh, no, Grammys. Grammys. Okay. All right. All right. I don't even. Maybe one song from Future that was good. Yeah. One. And don't tell worst, me the fifth one. Don't uh, tell me. Don't, I guess, I'm bu- guess. Guess what's the fifth one? You'll probably Drake. get it right. Drake. Close. Oh, okay. Something Jake Harlow? Like, Jake Harlow. Oh, come f- home, the kid. Listen. No, no. You know what? Hey, listen, this is good. This is How? good. Do you, do you know why? Do you know why this is good? Do you know why this is good? Kendrick Lamar is going to win, and I've been calling it all year. If Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he's going to probably win. Pusha T. Either one. Have got to be the front. Ken Lamar is definitely going to win out. I think Kendrick has more. Has a bunch of um, nominees. But what the hell? Where's my boy Nas? Who is? What is happening? We have a lot of anger. We got a lot of stuff to talk about Wednesday. We got a lot I'm of really talk upset. about Wednesday. I'm really I'm upset. Little, I'm a little upset now. Yeah. Jack Harlow. I'm actually. <laughs> you know what? I'm, here? I'm yeah. What? What? That that album came out in May. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I haven't now. heard anyone play anything from it. Like, you I'm gonna know? tell you this right now. If he does a, uh, uh, what he, if if Kendrick Lamar loses to Jack Harlow, oh, no, he lost that, to Mac Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is gonna lose his. He's gonna pull a Will Smith and go up there and slap somebody. And this I would, would be, I would defend him if he would did. be worse. This would that, be, way worse. be worse because at least Macklemore. A few songs like that was his best album ever, right? He has skill. He has some skill. There were hits that. that I heard all the time. I haven't heard one Jack Harlow song a lot since it came. No, came I heard, well, when it came out, it was pumping. It was bumping for a couple yeah? of months. Yeah, yeah. The oh, Dua months? Lipa song, the Dua Lipa song, and like various. I've heard it, but why Nas isn't? What, what's the Nas hate? Did he screw? Did he screw somebody's wife that's on the I committee or something at some point? Like, what's going on, man? Hector has a good one. Maybe people are smoking crack. I don't know. It's DJ Khaled. That's not even he. Who gets the Grammy? He does for being a producer. It's not even he's not even rapping on the song. Like, what's going on here? Crazy. Commercial is probably the best. It's commercial. It's very, very commercial. They put Jack. He's got to win. If Kendrick doesn't win, we're going to I'm boycotting the Grammys. I'm never going again. I know they ask me every year. (laughs) Fuck that. I ain't going. (laughs) <laughs> so we gotta talk about that, but we're gonna have our own uh, our personal rap album of the year. Yes, yes. I guess you know we'll see. Um, maybe we'll do, I'll do. You want to do a top five? I don't know if you you have top five albums you heard all year. I could do three. I could do three. I could do a top. I'll three. do. I'll do three. And I'll have some okay. honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. But uh, yeah, that did not make a whole lot of sense, and it's it's. We'll talk more about it on Wednesday. We have we have sure. a lot to say on it. Um, but other than that, guys. Another fast hour and change kind of past, dude. Thank you guys for coming through as always. Um, you know, this year's flying by. Flying Ooh. by. 
thanks to all the new subs i think we over 400 now appreciate y'all for coming in showing us love hit the like button on the way out let your friends and family know that love hip-hop that love music that love sports that like to see hannibal and i just you know make clowns of ourselves because we talk nonsense every once in a while hannibal says that brooklyn nets are gonna win and katie's mvp and i'm a lonely bears fan so if you like that kind of stuff let your friends and family know let them know where they can find us exactly exactly so we'll see you guys next time peace